Hey, and welcome to Colorful Conversations, brought to you by the creators of Kaleidoscope Living. I'm Tia, your host and occasional referee. Hey, I'm Tasha. And I'm Joe. We know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. Our goal is simple. We want you to learn something useful and to have fun every time you listen. All right, y'all, here we go. All right. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Today we are talking about the big Agruso kitchen renovation. (laughs) (laughs) Drum roll. Yes. Seriously. Joe and Tasha are going to share lessons they learned and answer questions that have been coming in from readers and listeners. This has been a hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic. Very hot. Yes. But before we get started on this hot topic, let's discuss what's happening on the home front. All right. So it's. Warming up out there. Pools, Und- understatement. Pool season is in. So yeah. Surface of the sun. I would say, uh, you know, half our life is there at this point yep. between swim lessons and hanging out or swim practice. I was like, swim I was like, lessons. are we doing swim lessons? No. no. What's happening? Practice. Swim team. Yeah. Yes. Well, I spend my whole life at a pool anyway. So. Uh, well, and I'm trying to, I've tried to find creative ways to balance out all the hot pool time. So the, the girls and I, well, I chose been participating as well. I purchased an online watercolor for kids class. It looks amazing. It I'm is interested. The most fun. It I will link to it in the show notes, which you can find anytime by going to kaleidoscopeliving.com slash podcast. But this is a class by um a blogger who I followed for years. Her name is Emily. Her blog is Jones Design Company. And I've actually taken some of her graphic design courses for myself in the past. And she has an adult watercolor class, which now I'm very interested in. But this one is watercolor for kids. And I'm doing it right along with the girls. And Joe did some last night. And I probably need to stick to the kids version. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm ready for the adult. I mean, the kids version is so fun. And What's the age range? Like, Do you think? I'm sure my older, but my younger. She didn't assign an age range. Yeah, I think any age. He does love his arts. Yeah, I mean, if your kid is into art, or even if they're not, I don't know. I don't want to get on a soapbox here. But I do feel like when... I'm sure you experienced this, Joe. I don't, I'm not going to speak for you on this point. But when you are a kid and you perform well academically, you tend to get funneled down a certain path in life. And it's like, oh, you you might be a good lawyer. You could be a good doctor. I was always pretty artsy. Well, I was artsy too, but I feel like everyone funneled me away from that. And oh. so I feel like if anything, I'm like overcompensating for the girls. All the arts. Yes. So they're in an expressive arts magnet school, which is just kind of coincidental. But this course, I just feel like, I feel like it's super relaxing and fun. And like last night, I made sure to tell the girls I'd heard from one of my followers on Instagram. She saw the Instagram stories about this watercolor class that we're doing and she sent me a really sweet message saying, you know, my daughter started water watercolor painting when she was about your girl's age, and now she's a professional illustrator for kids' books. Amazing. It is amazing. So I told Atlee, and I need to show her, I said, you know, I really, I heard from somebody on Instagram that their daughter does this for a living. Like, I'm just trying to make sure they know. Options. There are careers out there. Anyway. Right. That's so good. when we're not good parenting. boiling lava hot at the pool... Or soaking wet. You know, it's one of two. You're Did either you get in sweating. Pool? Oh, of course. Did you? I mean, during adult time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, there's like, a, it was like, it was like a water park in there. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to flop in there with all this kids. Yeah. But it gives us a nice, I don't know, relaxing, cool, calm, yes. indoor activity to do. So I'm into it. So, I like it. So funny note about Tasha when she was a kid. Oh. Here we go. Oh, God. Tell <laughs> so me more. Scared. So, very hardworking student. Obviously. <laughs> right. But when she didn't get homework, she oh. used to copy the dictionary. Oh, I didn't Tasha. like not getting homework. It made me... <laughs> you gave yourself homework. <laughs> yes. And I copied, like, the entire dictionary through, like, letter D or something. I mean, it was crazy. Thank well, you, Joe. Right. That's Joe. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> See, do you see what I mean? Giving my kids watercolor painting is a much better outlet than copying the dictionary. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I'm all Apparently, for it. I came home from the first day of kindergarten sobbing, and my mom was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I just thought we were going to get homework." I cried the first day because they didn't teach me how to read. <laughs> <laughs> 
future English major. <laughs> we, we had very high expectations. Yeah, Thank right. You for that digression, Joseph. Yes. That's you helpful. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's play my favorite game. Yes. The whole reason I'm here, really. <laughs> How well do Tasha and Joe Oof. know each other? I'm going to ask a question, and they're going to answer for the other one. Okay. And we're going to see if they answer correctly, much like the newlywed game. Let's do it. All right. What was the biggest, your biggest compromise in the kitchen reno? Ooh. Okay. So I answer. I you answer know. what Joe's biggest compromise Every week. Was. I, I know. Every like, week we go over this. Okay. It's okay. I have kids. Um, I'm used to that. I feel like Joe's biggest compromise would just involves the overall amount of stuff in the space. I hope that makes sense. Let me try oh, to elaborate. You packed it all in? I mean, I don't, f- I feel like there's still plenty of wh- white space, if you will, but I feel like if it were up to Joe, you know, we have the open shelving on one side of the kitchen. I feel like if it were up to him, those might be empty. Like he, <laughs> he, he doesn't like stuff out in the open. I, I live with one of those. So Chachki. I believe. Call it yeah. But he's gone along with it and we, and we both compromised. Like if it were up to me, I'd have more stuff out, but I feel like Fair. that's probably been his biggest compromise. Okay. Okay. Joe? So I got to, I imagine it's that we didn't open up the wall to the living area, that we kept that, those walls pretty much the same. That was a big compromise. So wait, was Tasha right for you? Yeah. You skipped that part. Oh, sorry. Um, You're just so excited to give your answer. Yeah. I guess so. I feel like there was something else, but I can't remember. The wine fridge, the microwave. I was there for a lot of this. Wow. Tia's like, it's fresh. Joe, let me list all the. Yeah. No, I mean, I think all that. Worked out great. I mean, really. That, the pantry yeah, space. Yeah. I can go on and on. <laughs> yeah. No, I think all that really worked out well. I think yeah. like we, we definitely had some different options mm-hmm. and could have gone different ways. But but do you feel like you compromised the most on the amount of stuff in the space? Yes. Oh, okay. I can't think of what the other <laughs> – there was something else that we were talking about, but – Anyway, it's not coming to me right now. Well, I feel like I compromised a lot more than Joe at the end of the day. But go ahead. You, so you think you think my compromise, biggest compromise was not opening that wall? Yeah, because, I mean, it was a big part of the initial plan. And then when we got into the project, it was like, ugh, this is... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And we've talked sense, about yeah. that. I don't remember what episode it we was did. in. But we did talk about that. And I, I actually don't think I would say that was my biggest compromise. I feel like what... Felt like a big, and it was a compromise and I had to like step back and look at the bigger picture, but I'm so glad, I'm so glad we did not open those doorways. So what feels like the bigger compromise, like the thing I still walk through the kitchen and think, ooh, I wonder if I should have pushed harder on that, is whether we should have tiled the entire walls. Do you remember this conversation? Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, And at the end of the day, I think that it's all good, and and there were just going to be too many intricate cuts, but I feel like that was my bigger compromise. Like, that, it took me, that was a harder one for me to let go of. I feel like with the walls, it was more like, he won you over with that one. Like, he did. It, that didn't feel like a compromise, because you went back and forth and back and forth, and you're yeah. like, you know what, he's right. Yeah, That, to me, is not a compromise. But the tile was, the tile was, like, in my head, I just had this vision, and it was a very sad one to let go of. Yeah. But I love it. I mean, I love how the kitchen turned so out. So beautiful. Thank you. So. So beautiful. Great. It's, it's all good. I'm not mad. Okay. Are you sure? Listed in sure. the divorce proceedings with yeah. that tile whole wall. The thing, so it's like the tile in a way, the way our kitchen is laid out at least, is almost like cooking. Like if you put too many ingredients in, you can't yeah. take them away. Yeah. And it's like that it, tiling job. If we went through all oh, that yeah. initially, it would have been hard to back off. But right. the way it's set up right now, we could add. We could it. actually extend it and get it to what you were thinking. We can do that from... Where we're at now, and it wouldn't right. affect anything. We could, and I don't think I will want to, but I feel like, in retrospect, looking back, that was the hardest thing for me to let go of. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. Those are good answers. All right. You ready to dive in? Yes. All right. This is no ordinary, regular podcast. Make sure you are following us on Instagram, because that's where we announce our upcoming topics, and you can submit your questions for us to answer. Also, we love reading your reviews and feedback on iTunes. If we ever pick your question to answer or a review of yours to share, we'll send you a super fun free gift. And I finally ordered the actual swag to send out. (laughs) This was like, oh, I mean, the debates we went through. Like, do we shouldn't, like, we... 
we could have come up with some really fun t-shirts, but then we're like, oh my gosh, how do we know what sizes to order? And that felt complicated. And then we went through a phase where we were going to order the cutest trucker hats. And I went as far as ordering the sample. And it was very boxy and not cute on. It was very cute until you put it on your actual head. And then it was not (laughs) cute. So what we finally settled on are these really cute and practical canvas pouches that have our philosophy hashtag, best home, best life on it, along with the Kaleidoscope Living logo. And I feel the way I'm envisioning this working Y'all, I have to say this. Tia just popped a contact out of her eye. <laughs> keep, we're going to keep rolling, Brody. Are, this I'm is too worry. good. <laughs> I don't even understand how that we're just back. happened. I'm back, guys. How did that, how did. This went from It just Helen jumped back to Tia. out off your eyeball. It's been weird all morning. I jabbed my eye with mascara this morning, and then I had to switch contacts, and it's not been right. I don't know if you, you used to wear contacts. You know, if it's not in there right, it just irritates you, but it oh, doesn't yeah. always hurt. But I've never had one leap off of my eyeball. <laughs> it's just another that chapter was... in the life of Tia. <laughs> that was a great catch, though. Well, you know, I used to be an ocular health professional, so I'm very versed in uh, eye health. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to die. Uh, all right. Sorry. I, that was a t- <laughs> that I wish more than anything we had that on I was video. trying to be like, nobody pay attention. I'm just going to pop this back <laughs> She did act like nothing. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. back to the pouches. <laughs> So the way I'm envisioning them being useful and practical, because that's pretty much a requirement of my life, is that the type A's of the world, such as myself, will use them to carry things around like maybe paint sample, paint chip samples, you know, fabric samples, things you want in your purse if you're shopping for your house. The T's of the world I'm will gonna carry extra contacts. <laughs> Tia's going to carry solution. Y'all, if you saw the number of pouches in Tia's purse, she basically has the equivalent of the equivalents, equivalents, the equivalent, the equivalent, thank you, of an entire pharmacy in her bed. I mean, if you say, hey, do you have any lip balms? She's like, what kind would you like? What color? Peppermint, Burt's Bees, what brand? What would you like it tinted? So anyway, she'll carry around God only knows what in these pouches. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like a a human marsupial with all my pouches. (laughs) That are just stuffed with stuff. But clearly you should carry around contacts anyway. Oh, I have contacts in my bag. Of course you do. (laughs) That was just a very long way of saying, I finally ordered the swag and it's really cute and everyone's going to want some. That's that's Except they're going to be disappointed it's not signed headshots like we've been promising. (laughs) Well, we could. We could throw one in. We could stick one of our engagement photos (laughs) in there for people. So funny. Okay. Can you tell we're coming off a long weekend here? (laughs) We're all over the place. (laughs) All right. All right. Are we ready to talk? We're ready. Are we ready to talk about the Agreso kitchen renovation? We are. All right. We're focused now. It's time. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to, T is like, so do it. Let's do it. So first we're going to just talk about different lessons learned and kind of, I feel like Joe and I have talked about this and we're acknowledging a few mistakes that were made along the way. Um, so, I'm going to let Joe talk about the first lesson, which is? I think always just being prepared and kind of having a great plan so everything is organized yeah. at the beginning. That way, and we were lucky because I, I think we used a professional to help us with this. We we had a mm. contractor who only does kitchens and baths, and his knowledge, like the things that we had in our head that he's like, ah, that's not going to work, or yeah, we can do that, but you know, not the way you're thinking, let's do it this way. Like he, he helped guide us through a lot of this stuff, but we, even before meeting him, had a plan in our head about yeah. how we wanted things to be. And things were on paper, like Tasha had already had design uh, drawings kind of made up. And so I think that helped hugely it, going through it. Yeah, it did. And I'm actually just thinking of this. Hmm. You know, we're just, as to you said, coming up. I mean, we're just, we're crazy. But I realize <clears throat> that, you know, if you followed the blog for any length of time, you know that we've been in this house for almost seven years, right? It'll be seven years in December. Yep. And the kitchen was just so really ugly and not our taste when we moved in. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I wish we just could afford to, like, gut and renovate this right now, like, first thing when we moved in. And that's obviously not what happened. We did some, like, temporary fixes to make it cosmetically look more like our 
style and that, you know, we spent around 700 bucks to do that. But this has been a renovation that's a long time coming. And I am so grateful for that because living in the space and using it for, you know, six plus years really informed us as to exactly the changes that we wanted to make and the ones that mattered to us most. So I guess <clears throat> the lesson learned is the longer you have to actually live in and use the space and understand how your family uses it, because everyone uses their kitchens differently. And the way that we wanted the layout could be really quite different from the way somebody else wants the layout. So lesson learned, the longer you can, I know it can be tempting, especially when you have the budget in place to just gut and renovate a space as soon as you move in. I'm not sure that's actually the best idea. I think you should always move in and, you know, live with the ugly for a little while until you really understand how you need the space to function. Especially in a kitchen. Yes. I mean, that's even more sort of intense about how you're going to use it. It's like a more functional room than really almost any room. I mean, maybe a bathroom, but well, it's such, fu- it has to function. It needs to flow well, and you have to you have to really think about it. Like we've talked about this in a prior episode, the fact that I, it's your kitchen is set up this way, and you're lucky that you have trash, sink, dishwasher all in a row. But we didn't have that before. And what that meant is that we were just like dancing around the kitchen while we were cleaning up after it, which you know, we're able-bodied people and in theory, it shouldn't be such a big deal, but just having that flow change makes everything feel so much easier and more functional. Right. Definitely. And I think, honestly, now that we've talked about this, I don't know if I can go back and change my answer on the uh, oh. Newlywood game, but I know. have come so far since Time then. out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we were going with it today. That's all right. We, we are. We're, right. we're riding the wave. All right. Thank you. I'm in it too. <laughs> I like it. So I think my biggest compromise was probably using a contractor the way we did. Like, Oh, that's true. Yeah, like from the beginning. Not so much like layout or design. Change, yeah, you that's know, fair. But I think from the beginning, before we even broke ground, like letting somebody help us with this. Yes, I, that was a big one for Joe. And yeah. I was in favor of it the whole time. I just knew for me personally, I did not have the bandwidth to take it on completely by ourselves. I didn't want to deal with permits. And I knew that with as much as we use our kitchen and Tia knows we're cookers. We are not, we are not eater outers. We are not. And so I didn't want to live without a kitchen for four plus months. That would have. mm, It's a lot of balls to juggle, especially when you work from home and you're, you have big work stuff going on and it's it's a a lot. lot. So I have a contractor question. Do you think your contractor was shocked with how well prepared you are? I wonder if most people walk in and go, just give me a kitchen. Yeah. And then they make little decisions along the way as the contractor presents them. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. I think we were definitely a different client than he normally was used to working with. And so I don't know what he would say, if that's better for him or worse. I would think he made it easier on him. I think so. I think that most contractors, I mean, I think that very few people say, here are the kitchen drawings we've come up with for ourselves. But I think that in general, when you can say, these are the things that are most important to us. We must have kitchen sink, trash can. We would like a large island that will fit at least four people. I think that's got to be easier for them than just saying, we would like a new kitchen. Please make great use of the space. And then they come up with a drawing and they sit down. It's like watching House Hunters or Love It or List It. When the people are very specific, it's they get better results. And what, what I see happen over and over, and I'm sure this happens with any big renovation too, is that they give them the list, the realtor, the list of the must-haves. And so the realtor takes them to the first house. And then they're like, well, the backyard is smaller than I would like. And I don't like yes, this. And I'm the realtor basically says, well, that would have been helpful to know. Now I will add that to your list of must-haves. And I think it's probably the same thing with contractors. Yeah. So interesting. I don't feel like we had a lot of changes throughout the process, too. Like, I think our stayed pretty fluid. We all, you know, he knew what we wanted from the beginning. We had a good idea. And as things got laid out and the plan was starting to be put together, I think in a way, like we had a pretty good understanding when there was something that came up, like how how this is going to work, how we're going to work through it. Yeah. And so in a way, 
I would think, I would hope that we were easier on him than some of his others. But I, I bet he probably has some people that he just does his thing and they yeah. probably take a back seat. Yeah. And so in that sense, we, we weren't those people. Like we were, we were, in, we were involved in a lot of the decisions throughout the process. And yeah. So. Yeah. I think too, <laughs> I don't know that he would say we were his easiest because I don't, I can't remember if we've talked about this on prior episodes, but early on in the process, there were some unexpected plumbing pipes Mm -hmm. in the wall that was coming down. And so our contractor, Pat, says to me, (laughs) now we're we're having the plumber come and we'll see if we can work this out. But if we determine that this wall can't come down, you know, maybe you should start thinking about plan B. And what I said to him was, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not thinking about plan B. And he, I think he was like, okay. <laughs> I said, if you tell me there has to be a plan B, I will think about plan B. But right now I cannot think about plan B because I'm putting out into the universe that plan A is going to work. And it did. And it did. <laughs> You're clearly a magical <laughs> renovation fairy. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, okay. The next lesson learned is to pay attention. This sounds like such an obvious one, but... You know, when life gets busy and when they've like zippered off the room, it's not as easy as you think to make yourself check in on progress every day. But it's important because the best example of this I can think of is our can light situation. So we had walked through the the roughed in space with our contractor and kind of marked where the can lights were going to be in the ceiling. And after the electrician came and put the can lights in, Joe and I were standing in the kitchen. And you know when you're just standing there and you're like, huh, this doesn't seem quite right? And we compared where the can lights had been placed to the markings on the floor, which is what we were going by. And they were just in the wrong place. They were just not right. And so we, you know, texted our contractor and they got moved and it was no big deal because we caught it right away. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. if it had gone a week further, the further, the more time that passes, the harder it is to correct. Because they're working around what they've already done. Yes, exactly. So chain reaction. So pay attention. And that's why it's really important that you are intimately familiar with the plans, whether you come up with them or your contractor comes up with them or some combination, make sure you know and that you pay attention because with as many trades coming in as they have, and all of our people were great and they did a great job. And with the can lights, what it turned out is I think basically exactly where we had marked on the floor to have them placed, there was like a floor joist right at that particular spot. So he had to choose, do I go to the right? Do I go to the left? Well, he went to the right. And so he had to make the call. He went to the right. Ultimately, they needed to be moved to the left. So, but if we hadn't been paying attention, we would have missed that. And it would have been very annoying. Mm-hmm. So. And another one really, probably not that big a deal overall, but where uh, some of our light switch Switches yeah, we were just up. talking about it the other day when I was. It's yeah, so weird. and it's weird. It's it's not. It, we didn't really catch this one, and I do think we need to go back and check pictures. I, I'm sure we have a picture of yeah. that area, but I think there were some pipes in the wall and yeah, studs that you know the the lights had to be put in a certain spot, but they're so far in to the wall that it's just a bigger reach. Like you, usually, you just walk past a wall and you. Yeah, slap the switches and keep on going. But this one, you got to put a little more effort in. (laughs) Yeah, so just to paint a picture, since obviously y'all can't see what we're talking about, we have light switches to turn on the pendant lights and the can lights just on the inside of the cased opening on the kitchen side. But they're kind of like the light switches are kind of wedged back under the cabinets, which just doesn't feel like where you would typically have a wall light switch. So that's what Joe's talking about. And we may look, it's something we're perfectly capable of moving ourselves if we determine that we can move them closer to the cased opening itself. Um, but it may be that they put it there because they're, we just can't remember. But it is weird. And that is something we missed. Like we didn't notice it until everything was pretty much done. And we're turning the lights on. We, those are the switches we use least often. We have three-way switches. But I think it was the first few times we turned them on, we finally were like, huh, this is weird. (laughs) And if we had been paying better attention to the switches themselves, um, we probably would have caught that, but whatever. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of it could be like what you're saying that it's not 
there's no space for it, so it doesn't really matter yeah, either way. It may be that that was literally the only yeah. option, and if that's the case, totally fine. Right, um, right. So another lesson that we learned is never underestimate the power of the hunt. Okay. I love the hunt. <laughs> Tia does love the hunt. Tasha's a researcher. She, if you need something, if you need to find something, mm. doesn't matter if it's like home decor related or anything you know. else. Challenge accepted. Yes. Yeah. I like to go and find it. I don't like to do it as much. It's almost like, like we have a TV time. game show working here. Like, yeah. you know, there's Jeopardy and. I mean, it is, it is like. Tasha's treasure hunt. Rewarding it's, to me on a level I cannot yeah. describe. Let's do that. Let's call Google and tell them we got right. like fastest searcher. Oh, I mean, or... <laughs> I really do feel like I've had people say to me, I mean, I looked everywhere. I just couldn't find it. And I'm like, hold please. Yeah. Anyway. You found stuff for me before. I mean, it's a gift. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but anyway, so. Here's a prime example. So we decided ultimately that the best place to have our microwave was in the kitchen island, but we did not want a drawer microwave. Um, Tia is one of the one of the several people who have told us eh, they're not mm, that desirable. There are some quirky things. They feel about easy them. to break. Yeah. <laughs> and but here's the thing. So the microwave is situated at the far right side of the island. This is important because all microwaves that open, like a regular microwave, like a door, are hinged on the left side. So if you can imagine, you have microwave door door open, it's hinged to the left, it basically blocks the path of anyone walking. If it opened to the right, it would be a totally different ballgame. And you have to, you'd have to reach around the door anytime you wanted to put anything in there because the door would open towards where you're coming from with food and plates. Yes. And so our contractor astutely pointed out that if we purchased a microwave convection oven combo, those doors hinge down. And we were like, that sounds great. We have that and it hinges to the left. Well, some hinge to the okay. left, but you can like, find them that hinge down. Of course, we have the one weird one. You, you can find them that hinge That's down, cool. but they're like $2,000. Yeah. They're very expensive. And we ultimately decided on an oven that has two separate ovens. And the benefit of a convection oven is it heats so fast. We've never used it. Oh, girl, they're amazing. <laughs> But we didn't we didn't need it. What I mean, the benefit is they heat fast and you use it more than your regular oven. You should really try this. Let me say this came with our house. This is I did not pay two thousand dollars for this. If people are at home going, what? No, but what? you'll love it if you use it. Look, anyway, I finally am using Instapot baby steps. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. You but, stick with that for now. Yeah. So but, but yeah, we had this oven that has these two sections and already has a convection, right. so we don't need to okay. spend two thousand dollars on a microwave that mm-hmm. does the same thing that we already have. Yeah, so did I think, well, I guess we're going to be stuck with a left hinge microwave? You did not. I did not. I did not. I was like, I there will I will find a solution to this. Well, lo and behold, the Swedes have anticipated this. Pro- always. Always. The Swedes have always figured all the things out. And y'all, if you are listening and you are facing this dilemma, rest assured, Ikea has the microwave for you. You would think this is sponsored by Ikea. It is not. It is. It is a regular darn microwave that hit the door hinges down. And it was like $600, which is more than a regular microwave, right. but much, much better than 2000 So never underestimate the power of the hunt. Do and it's not, just a regular microwave. It's, it's just, just a regular yeah. old microwave. Anyway, I'm, I'm very proud of that one, as you might be able to tell. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So All I, right. Guess, I guess we need to talk a little bit about. Some mistakes, which we've gone over a few. The light switch. The light switch was a mistake, but it maybe not. Maybe we're maybe we're not giving ourselves enough credit. Maybe they had to put it there, but that's something we still need to look into. And then, are there any other things that you're like, "Ooh, I wish we had." Well, I know we've talked about like the appliance garage or having a home for everything, and I don't. (sighs) You know, we went through so many different options. I guess as far as how we were going to design this and making sure there was space to walk around the island yeah and so i don't know if it really would have made sense overall but that's one thing that we have questioned do we wish we had done an appliance garage and if you don't know what i'm talking about i'll try to find a pit tia's looking at us I'm like, like crazy please someone tell me what this is so I'm basically like an, an appliance garage so you know how we have upper cabinets we have lower cabinets one appliance garage is one where it looks like it's a floor-to-ceiling cabinet but the middle section that actually sits on the countertop there's a door and people use it to like hide their bread and their coffee machine yeah and they're that's called an appliance garage I like that yeah well 
we are like, should we have done an appliance garage? Here's the thing. Like, I would strongly prefer not to look at my coffee maker. However, the downside of an appliance garage is you have to, like, open it to use it. To drag everything out? Mm, I think it depends on how they're set up. I think some are configured so that they have a drawer that can actually slide out, but I don't know that that would have been in our budget. So long story short, I think we're still on the fence about whether we think we should have done this or not. I feel like aesthetically, it would be better. I feel like functionally, not so great. So the verdict is still out on it, but it's something that people should consider. Like I have, I don't think we're the only ones to complete a kitchen renovation and then you get everything moved back in to think, ooh, should I have put an appliance garage in? I think I actually think this is a pretty common, like, interesting. oops, maybe we should have done that. And I just, I don't know. I'm undecided. I guess that's, like, a newer thing. Like, a, a, I mean, they didn't have those back in the old days because well, there was not a lot of appliances. They used yeah. to have those, like, accordion-style yeah, yes. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. The bread boxes. Bread box, yeah. Yeah, so now it's basically like that, but with a more streamlined, cool door, and you can open it and hide stuff you don't want to look at on your counters every day. Now, I don't feel like this is so much... <laughs> So much of a consider- concern for Tia. No. But especially for Joe, you know, I mentioned, I feel like my answer for him was I feel like he feels like there's too many things visually out to look at. Well, Anthony doesn't like that either. We just got rid of our, our toaster oven broke and I finally, we put it in the trash and I had the toaster on the counter and he's like, uh, no. <laughs> It is nice. I mean, I will say it doesn't bother me, but it's nice when it's gone. It is. I'm like, oh, look at all this space. Yeah. It's so nice. So anyway, that's just, that's a like, mm, we're back and forth Mm -hmm. on whether we think that was a mistake or not. Then I added to my list of mistakes made, this is going to be a random one, but when you're shopping for appliances, it is very overwhelming. It is. It's a lot. There's a lot of considerations. Price, finish. I mean, so many things. Brand. I mean, ratings. It's very stressful. Plus, more than likely, you're going to stick with the same brand and, like, um, style or, you know, their line of appliances. Which I had never thought about until this. And then each one, like, your fridge has different options. Your ovens. You know what I mean? There's so many different options to choose from for each one. But you also have to try and stay within this, I guess, Custom, well, you know, they're, they're certain design frames. They frame. go together. Yeah. 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 So a it's lot of people who are listening may not realize that what we're talking about is we decided ultimately to stick with all the same brand for our appliances. You certainly don't have to. Like, you could go to Consumer Reports and decide, I'm going to get this fridge because it's the best and this dishwasher because it's rated the best. The risk with that is that the finish of them will be slightly different. Like not all stainless steels are the same. And we went with black stainless and definitely across brands, the black stainless varies greatly. So we decided to do all LG appliances. Happy we did that. That is not a mistake, but (laughs) it's so overwhelming when you're picking your actual things. Like one of the primary things we focused on with a fridge, which was our most important appliance. So we kind of picked that and then worked backwards. We, I'm glad Joe's in this with me too, because we don't like curved refrigerator oh, God. handles. I didn't, this is another, sorry, I would have added this to the list of all those other things I said. I didn't even realize this was a thing. <laughs> so we ultimately decided on a refrigerator with no handles. Very, very happy with that decision. But it's I'm revolutionary. not, it is, it's revolutionary. But when we started loading the new fridge up with all our food, I said to Joe, huh, there's no meat and cheese drawer. <gasps> like, we didn't think about that when we were looking at the That's appliance. funny. I feel like I would have noticed that, and I don't notice a whole lot, I guess. I mean, I don't That's know how we didn't notice. Well, there's so many other bells and whistles that you were like, I'm like, oh. there's no meat and cheese drawer. Where are we going like to put our meat and cheese? Your pants not having pockets. You're like, how do I realize <laughs> that? <laughs> anyway, so there are little things, and the refrigerator, I'm sorry, not the refrigerator, the dishwasher. I think we were both excited that it has that really, really thin drawer at the tippity top for <gasps> knives. I love those. Okay, I I love it too. But I don't I feel a butt coming. I don't regret it. But what you should know is that your taller glasses, they're not gonna fit anymore. I put my tall glasses on the bottom anyway. Oh, how that prevents your spray from going up everywhere. Well the top has a spray too. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Anyway. Very passionate. Well, the one thing I care about is how I Tia's the dishwasher. dishwasher is 98% cups, cups and glasses. So and she, she can't put them all in the top. But so that top, the main top drawer, we have glasses now that be only because of that inch, mm-hmm. you know, inch 
deep top knife rack at the top, it it shortens your vertical space. Yeah. In the I mean, who would have thought of that? I don't think I would have made a different choice. Mm-hmm. But the meat and cheese drawer, and it's That's- worked out. We're basically using one of the produce drawers for right. our meat and cheese. And it's okay, but it is it is just weird that we did not notice that there was no meat and cheese drawer. Well, the obvious, what you need to do is drag in a bag of groceries next time you go. Yeah. And <laughs> a bag of your stuff and pack everything up and be like, yes, this is going to work. Or no, it's not. <laughs> just don't mind us, best friend. Yeah. Do you need any help? No, no, we don't. We're good. Thank you. <laughs> so... The funny thing about the fridge is that we, we've got plenty of fridge space. Like, we've got this kitchen fridge. We have yes. a garage fridge. And then we have this wine fridge, I guess yeah. you Why call are it. you ratting this out about all our We've got a lot of fridge I'm space. I'm so jealous Because I feel like space. there was – it was funny because we were talking to it's the contractor. It's embarrassing. It is. But, hey. <laughs> um, we, you know, we were talking about this fridge situation, not necessarily the meat drawer, but, you know, how, I guess because we also chose a counter depth fridge, which yes. he advised us, you know, doesn't give you the amount of space. No, you lose space, yeah. Which you really do, but overall, we're good with fridges. Like, we, we've got... Most people have two fridges now. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm in the minority that we have one sad little fridge. And our, you know, our, it is nice because we you we don't cook. like to go, yeah, we cook and we don't like to go to the store multiple times a week, so we stock up. And we don't have to, like, have our main fridge so bogged down that you can't reach anything, get to the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we got in a fight yesterday <laughs> over the fridge. Oh, over the and fridge. And how full it was. Well, it'd it be... Mm. I'm like, I don't... I don't know how to answer this. I mean, it's just funny that you're talking about this because then we, we had this whole thing. Anthony cleaned out the fridge and I'm like, where's such and such? Where? He's like, I threw that away. Threw oh, that away. geez. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. this is a whole mm-hmm. different problem. It's just funny. We need an extra fridge, by the way. I've got another thing too, going oh, to the, okay. actually to the dishwasher. Oh. And this is something we did talk about before we bought it. Ah, uh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So we, our old microwave, or our, sorry, our old dishwasher, which was like, you know, a Sherman tank. It was it, it was, was past yeah. its prime. It was falling apart. It was. I recall that. But it had a um, utensil tray. The in basket. The, the basket. The, like, yeah. I was getting, I was wondering yep. if you had a basket in yours now. Or do we they do. all go on the top? No, no, no. no. Oh. So we do have the basket, but our old, we're used to like being able to just crack the door. It was right at the front. It, yeah, the basket was in the front. And oh, you yeah, and you put, throw it in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this now one, it's on the side. Yep. So that... It's not great. I don't like it. Everything yeah. ends up in the front. But we, we knew that. And I will, I will tell you that really pretty much every dishwasher model we looked at, they're on the side now. It must be an efficiency thing. So I don't feel like there was a great way around that. But it does feel like a real bummer that you have to like pull the whole drawer out to access like those last two compartments. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, these are first world problems. It's, total, it's a total just, first world problem. We're just problem. trying I mean, to give it. you things to think through. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to take our quick break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by articles. So if you have already seen our big kitchen reveal post, you know that one of our favorite parts of our new kitchen is the colorful seating nook that we created. It is like the perfect spot for us to, for me, us. By us, I mean me and Joe, not our sweet little children, just me and Joe, to enjoy a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and have adult conversation. This is, for some reason, like the kids have not traded this area nor do I think they will it's very exciting but once we decided we wanted to use that space as just kind of a seating nook we needed to find the perfect furniture and that's how I found article so I've only recently discovered it I wish I had known about article.com way sooner I would say Joe and I both have a thing for mid-century modern furniture design but it's usually like insanely expensive it's among I feel like the most overpriced items out there but article offers a lot of mid-century modern design and it's beautiful and the prices are very reasonable so we chose the most delicious navy blue velvet and walnut armchairs and a round leather ottoman that I could talk about for days and I think Tia actually is gonna I think she wants to steal the ottoman um, but we'll link to all of the pieces that we picked for our house in, or our kitchen in the show notes for you. And y'all, the when they were delivered to our house, I think Joe and I were both immediately struck and kind of blown away by how high quality they are. They're super heavy. They feel very substantial. Because um, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get when you're ordering something online. But they're super well made. The quality relative to the price is kind of mind-blowing. 
Now, I know that ordering furniture online freaks a lot of people out, but it's kind of a norm for us, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think we've kind of gotten used to doing that at this point. You- we have, and we're kind of picky. I just don't feel like we can always find what we want in stores. So we um, we always pay attention to kind of the policies and how much it costs to have things delivered because some stores really rake you over the coals with delivery. But Article.com makes it pretty painless to order. It offers free ground shipping on orders over $999. And for orders under that amount, it offers flat shipping of $49 or even $19 for small shipments. So... The other thing is, if you're nervous you won't like what you order, you shouldn't be. Article offers a 30-day satisfaction guarantee so that you can try out your furniture in your home. If you're not completely happy, they'll pick up the furniture and provide a refund, minus the delivery and pickup charges, which is only 49 bucks. So it's basically about as risk-free as online ordering of big furniture pieces can be. But I'd be really, really shocked if you order something and don't love it. So long story short, Article has shot way up to the top of my list of favorite spots to shop for furniture for our home. You can check it out for yourself at kaleidoscopeliving.com slash article. All right, so now we're back and we're going to hear our questions and the answers that these guys have about their kitchen remodel. Questions from listeners and readers. Mm -hmm. So our first question is, why did you get rid of your eat-in area in your kitchen? I think we just had way too many seating areas. Like we had too yeah. many spaces to sit down and eat a meal, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's because pre-kitchen renovation, we had no seating at the island. Post-kitchen renovation, we not only have four stools at the island, but we've now opened the kitchen to the dining room. Right. So we have four seats at the island. We have six seats at the dining room table, and it can also be expanded to seats. 12 people. So we really, we just didn't need the like eating kitchen area anymore. And I don't feel like, you know, I feel like eating kitchens can be a big draw for house buyers. Not that we're selling our house anytime soon, but certainly somebody could still use the space for a small, you know, breakfast nook or whatever. It's just not how we chose to do it because we're like, I mean, at some point, no one's ever going to sit in these, <laughs> these chairs. Do you guys eat at the um, all four together at the um, counter? What do you call that? The island. The bar? Island? Not the island. Yeah, we do. do I, we don't there? typically do dinner. We always eat dinner oh, in like, the dining yeah. room. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's different, too. I think a lot of people have these, I wouldn't say always formal, but they have these dining rooms that, I mean, they, they don't get used. And right. so we decided to make a change. And we our house was set up this way, yep. mm-hmm. which I think a lot of houses are, where you have your living space, your kitchen, and your dining space. And then within the kitchen, there's typically a eat-in kitchen area. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to have this large room, which, I mean, is a pretty big dining room. Mm-hmm. And it's a That's, great room. It has skylights. Yeah, it's, that yeah. just doesn't get used. So we chose to make that our main family eating area yeah not just used for holidays yeah Yeah. in our dining room yeah Yeah. so i feel like we just didn't need an eat it we didn't need like a breakfast table with four chairs i would say that most the girls eat breakfast at the island every morning we i would say we split whether we eat lunch there on the weekends we might eat in the dining room we might all four sit at the island but we always eat dinner in the dining room yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's smart repurpose your space for something you're going to use yeah and, and now that it's open to the kitchen, it just, it feels even, like it makes even more sense to yeah. eat dinner in there every night. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Awesome. All right. So the next question from the people is, what is your favorite thing about the kitchen remodel? Ooh, I think we may both have to answer that. Oh, it's so hard. I love so much about it. Yeah. I would say, uh, here's how I'll answer it. My biggest the, the thing I find myself loving the most that I didn't totally expect, like I didn't expect to have mm-hmm. such strong feelings about it, is the tile we went with. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's beautiful. A, oh, it's amazing. And y'all, it was so inexpensive. It just feels like such a big win. And I feel like we struggled with our backsplash decision. And even when we settled on the tile that we did, like it just felt like it had I don't know. I I didn't feel as excited about it as I wanted to. But once we got it installed and we picked just the right grout, like it's just such a home run. And it was so inexpensive that, yeah, I would say that's that's at the top Mm -hmm. of my list. So I think 
kind of going back to the last question, the fact that we have these, the walls open to the dining room now and we're using that dining room space, I feel like it, it allowed us to, once you go from the dining room to the kitchen and then into the seating area with the, you know, our, our new furniture sitting there, we are using that entire space. Yeah. And that to me makes me happy. Like we have this, we have all this real estate here and yeah, we are using use it. all of yeah. it. And Bang so, for your buck. Exactly. Yes. I do have another little oh, thing, okay. unexpected, Oh, is the garbage disposal. Oh, it's so cool. She it was showing it to me so the other day. so cool. Yeah. And we were like, we had, it was something we'd never, it was kind of a mistake, to be honest. It was. So the garbage disposal, we got a lot of kitchen items, including our sink and faucet and the disposal from build.com, who we were thrilled to partner with for it. And in my haste... Of choosing items, click, I, clicky, click, clicky, click. I'm clicking a clicker. All, clicking all over the click, place. Click, 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 click. I I chose a garbage disposal. It's an incinerator, and I was paying attention to the horsepower and the how quiet it was. Like I was paying attention to all the things. What I was not paying attention to is the type of disposal it was. And as it turns out, friends, there are batch feeder disposals. And there are continuous feeder disposals, okay? A continuous feed is what probably 95% of people have. And it has kind of the black plastic sleeve that sort of prevents things from accidentally slipping down there. But we all know you wind up sticking your hand down there to grab out a spoon that you drop down. That's a continuous feed. So you can literally shove food down it with the switch on. Just be careful not to push your hand too far. That's what I thought we were ordering. That's what we had always had. What we actually ordered is called a batch disposal. So I'm going to let Joe describe that one to you. So it has a solid, I would guess, I guess a stainless steel cap. and That goes over where the drain goes. Yep, and it has a handle on it, and you put it in, and when you turn it, it has a magnetic switch. And when you hit the right spot, it turns the disposal on and so it's locked in there you can't there's no way you're getting your hand in there's no children going anywhere near these blades there yes it's locked in it's literally impossible yes and it allows water to still flow so water flows by just like you normally would would have when you're just using this disposal to break down food and then you can turn it about not maybe not a quarter but you can give it a little notch the other way and it shuts it off Still allows water to go, yep. and then you turn it another notch, and it locks. Where so that it, you could fill your sink with yeah, water. Yeah, and if you so it's really cool. And when you, you know, when you have a large amount of food you want to put down there, you just pull it out and push your food down there, and then stick it in and turn it on. And it, at th- at first, they, they we didn't even realize this until the plumber put it in, yeah. installed it, and he was like, "Just so you know," <laughs> and we we're like, "Oh gosh, this is not this what is we going to be a pain." Yeah, but. Honestly, now that we've used it, we love oh, it. We love it. We're it's totally really cool. not. I'm sp- scared of the disposal. I mean, for good reason. You, he actually knew someone. Who- I know somebody who stuck their hand in, and she was mom brain, and she went to turn the water off, mm. but just wasn't thinking because she was doing 150 things as we all do, and she hit the disposal button with her hand in it, Ugh. and it like tore. I feel like I'm throwing stuff. Right. It. I can't. It took her like six months to heal, and it's they couldn't crazy. figure out what was damaged because it wasn't bone. It, her hand looked completely normal from the outside. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, so that is called a batch feeder, and we thought we would hate it. We absolutely love it. I didn't even know it was a thing. So, you know, happy accidents. So cool. Sometimes happen. I would like that in my next life. Kitchen, yeah, whatever. who knew? And I think it's per- – <laughs> this will not surprise you. When I am cleaning up Feels and there's cleaner. like f- – it does. When there's food in the the sink – with a continuous feeder, I was like obsessively, constantly pushing. I like I was using a lot more water and with effort. With your hand, you're doing or the faucet, hand. like either one. But I felt like it was a constant, ongoing battle. With this, I just feel like I get all the food off the plates at once. Mm-hmm. I open it up, push it all down. Anyway, we, that's probably enough about the batch feeder. But <laughs> it is an awesome. awesome it is thing. very cool, and I didn't know anything about it, and so now I hope I've enlightened some people out there. Yes, well. All right. What? Um, how long did it take? 
That's another question you get a lot. Five and a half weeks. It was the fastest reno of It life. was insane. So I would, so Joe, yeah, the contractor's portion of the work, which was the vast majority, he wrapped up at the five and a half week mark, which is amazing. Yes. And then that, but that still left us with some things to do. Like we had to finish the flooring and the quarter round and the vent hood and the open shelving, but the, the cabinets, all the appliances, all the big stuff was done at five and a half weeks. Amazing. All right. What um, DIY projects did you tackle? So we did the backsplash. Yes. The flooring. Yeah. And we did the hood, which I don't know how much we've talked about, but we've just done so like pretty. a yeah, we've done like nice. a custom wood with like a wood, uh, a custom hood. Sorry, with a wood <laughs> overlay. Yeah. And it also has a concrete finish on it. So. That yeah. was another part of our... And the open shelves. That's right, the open shelves. The open shelves on the kind of tile accent wall. Um, I think that's it. The painting? Nope. Didn't. We didn't have to do the painting. Nice. I mean, we had to paint the baseboard. Here's the thing. It kind of gets confusing because it was mostly a kitchen renovation, but it also involved us replacing all the flooring yeah. also in the dining room and the foyer. So all of that we did ourselves, but it was flooring, it was tile, and then some finishing items in the kitchen, like the custom hood and the open shelves. Right. All right. And then another thing um, some people want to know is, are you glad you didn't use Ikea cabinets? (laughs) That's a a funny question to me. This is the great debate. So I I think overall, you know, when I I thought about this, when you look Mm -hmm. at these cabinets, they're, they're really nice. And like when you pull the drawers out, they're solid wood drawers, dovetail joints, which very high quality. Yeah. Very high quality. Um, and like, you know, if you know of Ikea cabinets, when you open a drawer, I think it's probably all the same as it used to be when we had Mm -hmm. our other kitchen, our Ikea kitchen, but it's all, I wouldn't say mechanical, but it's all kind of metal uh-huh. And definitely doesn't look as good. No, um, it doesn't. Yeah. And so I would say on that side, the quality isn't as good. Um, you know, some of the facing with these cabinets were, because it is, you know, it's a solid plywood. And so they have to, you know, um, do edge paneling and things like that. Yeah. And you could see little imperfections with that. But you mm-hmm. have that you have that with Ikea, too. And I, I don't know what Tasha thinks, but when we looked and we, we originally did our kitchen plan ourselves, mm-hmm. We were going Ikea, and the price for the Ikea cabinets was high. I mean, it, it was, was going to be over $10,000 in cabinetry. Oh, my God. Even from Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So when you look at it that way, like, it, yeah. that's a lot. And so I think overall, yeah, we're happy with the choice we made. We would, I would definitely use Ikea cabinets again, though. It's it's not something. Yeah, that, in the bathroom, right? Uh, we have them in our girls' bathroom. I, you know, I feel like this is such a hard qu- – I feel like if we hadn't wanted to do such a big island and if we hadn't wanted to work with this contractor who works with a specific type of cabinets, I feel like where I land on it is I don't think we will ever regret having solid wood cabinets. They feel sturdier. I know that we're never going to have sagging shelves from having too much weight on them. But what I will say is that aesthetically – I do not feel like it's an upgrade at all. I don't. I feel like IKEA cabinets look just as nice when everything is closed. When you're and we have had some weird things like the soft close hinges. Like I feel like they not everything works as seamlessly as it does with IKEA, believe it or not. Like we have these two pantry drawers and I feel like you really have to shove them to get the soft clothes to engage. We didn't have any issues like that with IKEA. So Yeah. And I think we're still in the early phases. There's adjustments to be made yeah, still. And so But I soft clothes is such an interesting concept. Oh, I think yeah. it's amazing. I it like to nice. slam a cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I get mad, I'm like, bam. Bam, bam, bam. We do not enjoy slamming. Well, it's loud. it's loud. It is. It's loud. You we know? have soft clothes on our pantry maybe and it drives me crazy oh well i don't know i just feel like i the way i would summarize it is we did not go with these cabinets for an aesthetic upgrade we did not get an aesthetic upgrade i just want to be clear on that so like let's say we do a long-term in rental property investment would i and we were tackling the renovation ourselves would i use ikea cabinets again yep was it the right decision for us in this kitchen no but for but for kind of reasons that you might not necessarily think of right. so anyway right. and um okay so some people want to know what the best thing about working with a contractor is ah uh, that 
you get to come home and instead of working until nine o'clock yeah. every night on your kitchen, you're Heck basically, yeah. yeah, you get to walk through and see all the hard work they did. And yeah. there was just things when, you know, early on that I noticed, like it took them two or three days to demo. Yeah. And these are like, there were three guys there doing yeah. this stuff. And so, I mean, when you really add that up, like in our time, Ooh. trying to work. Real time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real time art, you know, working kids, oh. all of that stuff. It, Ugh. it would have taken us forever. You might still be kitcheting. Oh, oh definitely. We, we for sure would still be kitchening, which yeah. means I would for sure be stabby by this oh, point. Oh, you'd be so <laughs> hot and bothered. The, the craftsmanship, too. Like, we're, we're DIYers. We don't mind getting our hands dirty, but it's hard for us to get some things, like, perfect. Yeah, the, guys, the molding, they did a yeah, really, really, really for nice a living. job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for that sure. type of stuff, they did a great job. I and would say the biggest bonus for me is that they had to deal with all the permits and inspections. So they were the ones who had to schedule them. I didn't have to do any of that garbage. That was very nice. Right. And almost in a way, like us getting to see them do that, like it's not like we got to see them, you know, go to the permitting office or, you know, deal with the inspectors. But seeing, you know, it was the first time we opened a wall like that. And the process of going through that and seeing, you know, how they talked about it and the things they did. I don't know, it kind of helps us out. Like, you know, it if does. we ever want to do that later on, we, we know what we're into, you know, what we're getting into and what we can expect a little more. And you're learning in a way by watching these guys go through the sure. process. So, That's well, good. That's a good way to look at it. Here's the other educational. thing. Yeah, educate. It was educational. Educational. <laughs> the other thing that you can't underestimate is like, let's say we had DIY'd it and we were responsible for lining up our own plumber and electrician. And that day that they opened that wall, and saw like, holy crap, we didn't expect all these pipes here. If we were if we were responsible for it, we could have called the plumber and we might have said, you know, we might have gotten like, well, I have time for you on my schedule next week to even just come out and take a look. Because so many subcontractors pr- rightly prioritize the work that they are doing for contractors who constantly feed them work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a plumber out within a couple hours. Yeah. So that was another huge bonus. Well, and they kind of knew what what to do when that happened, where yeah. it, was, it was probably made a little less panicky. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we only had to wait a matter of hours before we got an, an, like a preliminary report about whether or not they could deal with it. Whereas if we were on our own, I feel like we could have waited up to a week and it just would have been a whole slow process. Mm. So small favors. All right. And then the um, last question is, what are your money saving tips? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the biggest one that comes to mind is, you know, really hunt for stuff. There were there were very expensive backsplash tiles that were beautiful that, you know, I could have bought in a hot minute. But I was like, oh, this is just going to hurt the 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 old purse strings a little too much. And the end of the day, it it was a long hunt for that backsplash tile. But my gosh, I love it. And it was 89 cents a tile. It's amazing. Which is ridiculous. And then also, like we talked about with the microwave, you know, don't assume that you're boxed into either being stuck with something like a left hinge door or a $2,000 appliance. Chances are very high that if you just look and you're persistent, that you can save a fair amount of money just by taking the time to slow down and be mm-hmm. thorough in your searching. Mm-hmm. I would say some of the money-saving tips, the best ones we had probably came from our contractor. And so trusting his expertise, he wasn't he wasn't a yes man. He wasn't like, yeah. we want this. He wasn't, you know, okay, we're going to do that for you. And then, you know, he, he let us know, like, you know, if we do that, this is going to, you know, this is what it's going to cost. It's, you know. And so I feel like he opened a, you know, he opened up to us about a lot of things, just giving us the truth about, you know, cost up front and mm-hmm. things like that. So I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we've all learned a lot here today. Well, I, hope I know so. I have. It makes me not want to do a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it made y'all actually made it look really painless. Mm. And I know, don't feel like it would be like, like that if we undertook it. <laughs> all right. Well, before we say goodbye, make sure to subscribe to Colorful Conversations on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And don't forget, you don't have to wait until next week to connect with us. Nope. You can always find us on Instagram. I am at Tasha.Kaleidoscope. 
And you can find us hanging out on Facebook at Kaleidoscope Living as well. And before you go, we would love for you to leave a review on whatever app you're listening on. We really appreciate it. And we really do read them. So I am going to share with you this review that we got from Amy. I loved it so much. She said, I have followed Tasha for years and was excited to hear about her new podcast. Tasha, Joe, and Tia have a great chemistry that feels like you are eavesdropping on a friendly conversation. Tasha and Joe remind me so much of myself and my husband and our DIY adventures. Every episode is filled with tips that I have never thought of before, and I can't wait to listen more. Thank you, Amy, for the awesome review. We will be sending you your swag as soon as it comes in. So I'll be reaching out to you for your address. Um, So every review that we get helps others find our podcast. But if you're not the type to like type out a review online, I get it. It helps just as much for you to tell your friends and family about it the next time you see them. And as you can see, Amy's getting a little swag. And anybody else out there, if your review ends up on our podcast, we'll send you something as a thank you. Joe, have you read any reviews? I have not. I haven't either. I'll swear <laughs> to. What a bunch of soccer, please. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll go read them. It's yep. fun. It's also fun. I've taken a, a peek at the analytics. You can see where people are listening from. Y'all, we've had somebody from Trinidad and Tobago. That's so cool. Someone from Switzerland. So if you're listening from another country, if you want to leave us a review and tell you where you're listening from, that would give us like extra super, that would be like extra super cool points. Yes, for sure. That's amazing. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone all over the world for listening to us, I guess. (laughs) And we'll be back here next week with more fun and advice. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.